This is your inside look at the Canadian Football League. CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara on the TSN Radio Network. Delivered by Domino's. Visit dominoes.ca today. It is week 17 in the Canadian Football League. Welcome to CFL Weekly. I'm Andy McNamara and you're listening across the TSN Radio Network. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving long weekend. We're into the home stretch now, folks. Playoffs are almost here. And of course, we're delivered by Domino's, right? You can go to dominoes.ca. Get oh, check out all their terrific deals, folks. You got eleven ninety nine, four topping large pizza. You have the medium feast special, side dishes, desserts, carry out, delivery, online orders, anything you want for game day or any day at Domino's. .ca. Great big show for you today. Rod Smith from the CFL on TSN. He'll be stopping by, as well Scott Cullen from TSN.ca. I'll have my game picks. And we'll go around the league. Really, there's a lot of interesting storylines this week as we get ready and, and teams start to push towards clinching a playoff spot. Now, Toronto had an opportunity to do that last week and fell short. So these are the playoff scenarios that we're looking at this week, okay? So stay with me here. So West Division. A Calgary win plus a Winnipeg loss means Calgary clinches first place in the West Division and will host the Western Final. Winnipeg wins or ties, the Blue Bombers clinch a playoff berth. A Winnipeg win and a Saskatchewan loss and an Edmonton loss means Winnipeg clinches at least second place in the West and will get a home playoff date. Now for the Rough Riders, who apparently will be going back to Kevin Glenn and we'll get into the poll update in just a, a few moments, a Saskatchewan victory with the BC loss, and Saskatchewan clinches at least a crossover playoff spot. So a huge game for the Rough Riders. An Edmonton victory plus a BC loss, Edmonton clinches at least a crossover playoff spot. And if BC loses with Saskatchewan winning and Edmonton being victorious, BC is eliminated from the playoffs. So that's the West. In the East, you have a Toronto win and an Ottawa loss. Toronto takes first place in the East. will host the Eastern Final. A Hamilton defeat means Toronto clinches a playoff berth and will host a playoff game. Ottawa win and a Hamilton loss means Ottawa does take a playoff berth and will host a home playoff game. Crossover situation. All right, Hamilton loses. A West Division team will cross over and take the third playoff berth. So if Hamilton loses, there will be a crossover. Hamilton win plus Saskatchewan a tie or win and an Edmonton tie or win, and a West Division team will cross over and take the third playoff spot. In the East. So we're recording a little bit earlier today because we are a national show all across Canada. So it is the CFL trade deadline, and we'll have uh, a full breakdown if any big deals happen throughout the day next week on the show as we get ready for the playoffs. And uh, so far, one last point on the playoff situation Calgary has clinched the playoff spot and a home playoff date. They're the only ones that have done that so far. Now, to me, one of the most interesting storylines coming out of last week was. Brandon Bridge, we've been looking so long for that Canadian quarterback, right? We've been waiting for that Canadian quarterback. Is it Brandon Bridge? Is he the hero? Boy, this guy, he's looked, he's looked dynamite. He looked absolutely amazing. Smart plays. The mechanics have improved. I talked with John Crick from Post Media a couple years back when Brandon Bridge was at the NFL Scouting Combine. And he, in college, very poor mechanics, footwork, erratic arm. But Crick pointed out to me, because he's one of the few guys I could see quarterbacks throw in the media, was that his footwork kept getting better and the work ethic of Brandon Bridge. And we've seen that develop. We've seen it grow. You see kind of that little, little unorthodox three-quarter delivery. 
and he's been able to produce six touchdowns to no interceptions in his last three appearances. That What else do you want, right? What else do you want? Our show poll for today, delivered by Domino's, at Domino's Canada on Twitter, myself at AndyMC81. Our, our question is, should Canadian quarterback Brandon Bridge be starting for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders over Kevin Glenn? Yes, ride the hot hand, or no, stick with the vet. Again, you can vote at AndyMC81 and at Domino's Canada all on Twitter. So let's go out to Saskatchewan and get an update from Lee Jones and Jamie Nye about the Rough Riders quarterback situation. Lee Jones alongside C. Jamie's Jamie Nye for Riders 3-3. Three and three. And Jamie, we have to start with the quarterback situation. Brandon Bridge coming into the game, replacing Kevin Glenn, gets the win for Saskatchewan in Toronto. It's the second game in the last three where he's come in, almost led them to victory against Calgary here at Mosaic Stadium. Do you consider making a switch and making Brandon Bridge your starting quarterback? I think you have to consider it, but Chris Jones right after the game made it clear that Kevin Glenn is still his starting quarterback going forward. And I like what Chris Jones did there, which was quiet any QB controversy talk. But for it to go completely silent, Kevin Glenn has to be a lot more productive because if we keep seeing Brandon Bridge coming into games, coming from behind into games to win, well, that goes to show you that maybe Brandon Bridge should be the guy going closer and closer in the playoffs. But this week, Kevin Glenn can quiet any talk if he can win the job back. It's been a lot of protection issues with him, too, because he likes to get the ball out quicker. Don't forget, he led an offense versus BC, Edmonton, and Winnipeg in three straight weeks that looked unstoppable. you got to have him as a starter, but Brandon Bridge has that different game, that mobility, that coming off the bench sometimes gets defenses on their heels a little bit. I like the way they're playing it right now, so I think Kevin Glenn's got to be your starter, but I do agree if Bridge continues to come off the bench when they're losing and winning games, you're going to see Bridge maybe the starter down the road. Now the running game, Trent Richardson made a CFL debut, five carries for 20 yards. So Keenan LaFrance looked pretty good on that final drive, leading them to a field goal. What should they do there? Uh, I look at uh, Keenan LaFrance's uh, ability in the end of that game to lop off 12, 11-yard gains and think, how can you not give him the ball over Trent Richardson, who averaged four yards a carry? They want to see more Trent Richardson, but I'd start Keenan LaFrance, put Trent Richardson in as kind of that change of pace type dynamic back until he really gets back into game shape. I like the way Richardson runs the ball, putting down his shoulders, but don't forget Cameron Marshall might be in the mix too, mm -hmm. coming off the six-game injured list, and if he's good to go, you have to play him. There's no but doubt. The yeah. offense was at their best when Cameron Marshall was there, but LaFrance showed me a lot of positive things on that final drive and is definitely an option. You're going to might likely see the Riders do a lot of mixing and matching down the stretch here, much like you're seeing elsewhere in the CFL and in the NFL. Final question for you, Trevor Harris will be starting a quarterback for the Ottawa Red Blacks. A couple weeks ago was Ryan Lindley, the third stringer, and the Riders just get the victory. Is Harris going to be the major factor in this game, or is it going to be William Powell again, who ran for over 160 yards against the Riders? Again, for the Rough Riders defense, it's stopping the run, stopping the running back. Uh, last week, it was a mix of run and catch that had James Wilder go for 160 yards. William Powell had 185 yards rushing the week previous against this Riders defense. They've allowed over 600 yards from running backs in the last couple of games. So you need to see this Riders defense buckle down because if William Powell gets going, well, that brings in play action and Deontay Spencer and Greg Ellingson and Trevor Harris is going to have a lot easier time finding those guys downfield than Ryan Lindley did going into the fourth quarter a few weeks ago when the Riders came back and won. 
I tell you, Powell will be a major factor, but you can't discount Harris the way he was able to lead the Red Blacks to victory from behind in BC. He's a dangerous quarterback, and he'll be one to watch here Friday night against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. All right, that was Lee Jones and Jamie Nine. Now, that's not the only quarterback uh, situation to track. Another one takes us to Winnipeg, and you saw, wow, what a disappointing, disappointing outing for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Really had a chance to keep track with the Calgary Stampeders, and they they fell. They fell. Matt Nichols got hurt, and it uh, it wasn't pretty. Uh, Dominic Davis was okay. He did what he had to do. Andrew Harris was held in check, and kudos and hats off to the Ticats. They went into a tough territory where the Blue Bombers have been very good this season, and uh, they balled out. So the question is, though, how healthy is Matt Nichols? Where is Matt Nichols at? Well, our own Sarah Orleski from TSN gives us an update on Matt Nichols. Undoubtedly, the Bombers and their fans were breathing a sigh of relief on Tuesday morning when quarterback Matt Nichols was back behind center at the team's first practice since they suffered their loss Friday night against the Hamilton Tiger Cats. In that game, Nichols was unable to finish the game after injuring his ring finger on his right hand. Quarterbacks were not required to speak to the media on Tuesday, but we were able to notice that Nichols was wearing a glove that covered both his ring finger and his pinky on that right hand, but left the thumb, index, and middle finger exposed. Head coach Mike O'Shea was not able to provide much of an injury update after practice, but he did say that he felt that Nichols was throwing fine and that he was expecting him to be available. The Bombers will continue to evaluate his hand throughout this week and see how it reacts to practice as they get ready to face the BC Lions Saturday afternoon here in Winnipeg. Okay, so it looks like Nichols is going to play. Brandon Bridge, uh, he may play, but at least Kevin Glenn will get the start. And I'll get to more detail in my game picks a little bit later on. But this is this is getting really interesting when we start chopping things up and looking at what each game means now moving forward for the playoff hunt. Because think about this. If Winnipeg won, they would be three points back at Calgary. Well, they didn't. Now they're five points back. Now for the Blue Bombers, you got to start being careful because you have a West battle with the BC Lions team where Jonathan Jennings, now they still have a lot. They haven't won since the beginning of September. Okay? But Jonathan Jennings is coming back, and he's getting better and better each week. Uh, Maybe they're ready to jump in. Not that the, the BC Lions are going to be making the playoffs, but they can play spoiler. And when you have Edmonton at 16 points, finally breaking. Boy, Montreal cures all cures what ails you. They're on the bye. Edmonton breaking that six-game losing streak, tied record-wise with the Rough Riders. So for Winnipeg, four points up. Like If things, things go sideways here, uh, the Blue Bombers could be, after working so hard to climb into second, could be looking that position in jeopardy. Now in the East... Uh, much tighter scale. Hamilton, they're they're not going to make the playoffs. Uh, we went through the playoff scenarios there. It would take a miracle. But they can still finish strong, right? They can still finish strong, but it's going to be between Ottawa and Toronto for that top spot. Toronto 7-8. and eight. Go into Edmonton. Always difficult to win out west. And again, the Eskimos are hoping to carry over that momentum. They're 4-3 and three at home with that victory over Montreal last week. For the Red Blacks, boy, you're going into watermelon country, baby. You're going to Saskatchewan, to Regina. Now, Trevor Harris is back. Boy, did he return in a big way. Right? Trevor Harris comes back, and it's, oh, is there going to be Russ? Guy pops off 330-plus yards. 
triple touchdowns. Guy was guy balled out. If Trevor Harris is healthy, the Red Blacks are a contender. Plain and simple. Just like with the Argonauts in the East, if Ricky Ray is healthy, the Argos are a contender. But it really hinges on the health of those two guys as far as being true, legit playoff contenders. They'll make the playoffs, obviously, but whether they're able to do anything really depends on the health of Ricky Ray and Trevor Harris. Okay, we'll take the break and come back with the CFL on TSN's own Rod Smith. We'll go over the storylines from Week 16 and look ahead to Week 17 and all these crazy playoff scenarios. A lot more coming up on CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. Football season is here and Domino's has you covered. Hungry? Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carry out deals at dominoes.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. We have your complete meal including delicious side dishes and desserts. Check out our $7.99 mix and match offer that is something for everyone including two two-topping medium pizzas, mouth-watering pasta, amazing chicken wings, bread sides, and don't forget to try our irresistible marbled cookie brownie. See all this and more at dominoes.ca. You're listening to CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara, delivered by Domino's on the TSN Radio Network. Welcome back to the show. This is a CFL Weekly. I'm Andy McNamara, and you're listening across the TSN Radio Network. We are delivered by Domino's, folks. Make sure you go to dominoes.ca. Get that $11.99 large four-topping pizza. You can get their marbled cookie brownie for dessert, side dishes, whatever you want. Carry out delivery at dominoes.ca. Very pleased to welcome on my next guest from the CFL on TSN panel, the one and only Rod Smith. Rod, how's it going, sir? Uh, excellent, Eddie. Thank you. Great chatting with you. Oh, absolutely. The pleasure's mine. So, uh, listen, I, I ran through at the start of the show the different playoff scenarios, clinching, eliminations, crossover. Yeah. So my, my head is spinning. But one thing I am sure of, this is a very important weekend. It really is. I mean, I look at uh, all the different scenarios you talk about. I mean, it's possible the BC Lions, which for a lot of the guys were a pick to go to the Grey Cup, mm-hmm. could be knocked out if they lose and the Riders and Eskimos win. Um, the fact that Hamilton is still in this despite their ONA start. Now they need, obviously, they need to beat Calgary if Ottawa beats Saskatchewan, or you know if if the Riders do them a favor and beat the Red Blacks, then uh, the Tie Cats are still in it. So I mean, you're right. Some teams that you know one's gone in Montreal, two more could be gone in Hamilton and BC. Uh, I believe um, now. I'm, now I'm looking at it. Now can both be knocked out in the same weekend? But anyway, I mean they're 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 uh, they're by a threat, and uh, it is an interesting time, but. The one scenario I do look at is if Hamilton can make it to week 19 within three points, still in it, of Ottawa, and they can beat the Red Blacks and get it to within one point. Can you imagine what it would be like if we go into week 20 and the Red Blacks still haven't wrapped it up oh. and they got to wait and find out whether or not Hamilton beats Montreal or not? Wow. I mean, that's not a scenario they could have possibly envisioned no. in the nation's capital uh, as the defending Grey Cup champions and hosting the game. No, that, that's absolutely wild. Now, for the Ottawa Red Blacks, the good news is you had Trevor Harris return last week, and yeah. the dude balled out pretty good. So it, it kind of relates similar to the Toronto Argonauts, I think, Rod, where if you got Ricky Ray and if you have Trevor Harris, the teams are legitimate playoff contenders. Once you lose, and it might sound simple to say you're, you're missing your starting quarterback, duh, but in those two cases, it really seems to stand out like those are two completely different teams without those guys. Yeah, they are. They, I mean, they, they beat, they won in Montreal when Drew Tate started and uh, subsequently got hurt, but that was in Montreal against a team that's just, yeah. that, that, that has been in complete disarray. But you're right, the other two, they were definitely, in those losses, they were definitely missing Trevor Harris, and they have lost. So many close games. I, sure. I, you know, I, I know ultimately it doesn't matter. And I, 
I do think Ottawa is a good team. I think Ottawa can play with anyone, and including Calgary. Remember, they tied at the start of the season, and then they went right. to McMahon, and they only lost by four points in that game, too. I mean, they were tied so much. So I think if the Red Blacks can just get into the playoffs, and it still looks awfully good. I mean, they have a huge advantage right now over the Thai Cats, uh, who I said are, are hanging by a thread. But um, I'll be curious to see what Ottawa can do, um, and if they can, you know, if they can uh, overtake the Argos. Uh, and get first place. Obviously, their you know fans in in Ottawa are certainly hoping you know for that possibility. It's still they still have a chance of catching their very mediocre record of last year <laughs> if they do win out with just two games to go. In conversation with Rod Smith from the CFL on TSN, Rod, I put this poll question out there because I think we're starting to see that Brandon Bridge isn't a fluke. We've seen quarterbacks come in, they they put up big numbers, but you see the turnovers, or they give you a reason to think, okay, that's why they're a backup. And I'm not saying that the six and O TD to interception ratio is going to continue forever for Brandon Bridge, but he's not starting uh, this weekend. The poll question I put up there is, is simple. Should Brandon Bridge be starting for the Rough Riders right now over Kevin Glenn? What do you think? Well, I'm fine with, and we discussed this as well, Andy, uh, over the weekend. I'm fine with the way Chris Jones has it, uh, presuming that the leash is very short for Kevin mm. Glenn if he does struggle. And and uh, and I think it is getting shorter and shorter um, as the season goes on. We saw that it was barely, it wasn't even a quarter and a half in Toronto when they decided to make the change. But I think Bridge may be comfortable, just as comfortable coming off the bench anyway. So I'm not sure it's that big a deal. Is he is he worthy of starting? Absolutely. Um, I mean, he is to me, and I, I don't know, I've, I've followed this league for a long, long time, and I, have, I, I can't recall seeing a Canadian quarterback with this kind of potential. Yeah. Uh, possibly since, you know, I don't know if I go back to Russ Jackson here. I remember Jerry Dottilio had uh, a few good starts with the Alouettes, but we're going back to the 70s then. Um, and he was a linebacker who also, huh. you know, dabbled at quarterback. But, I mean, um, Brandon Bridge is just – he's a specimen. I mean, I love the way he throws the football. I love the way he moves around, and it's really the mobility that's made a difference um, for Chris Jones, I think. That's why he's made the change uh, when defenses are harder in a quarterback uh, where Kevin Glenn, you know, can't get out of trouble. Uh, Bridge has been able to, and he can throw on the run. And, and, uh, and what he did when he came home – uh, you know, he's from Mississauga. When he came home and, and did what he did, you know, lighting a fire into the uh, Rough Riders in that victory was that was a, that was a sight to behold. And it looks like he is a very promising future, regardless of his nationality, a quarterback in the Canadian Football League. Yeah, and Rod, what I like out of Brandon Bridge is he obviously has the mobility, but he doesn't have to run, right? Like, it's, no. it's, it's that combo of where, okay, you have that weapon, but we see quarter, mobile quarterbacks all the time look to run first. He doesn't, and he, but he can use it to his advantage. And I think when you couple those two things together, that defenses have to respect it, but he doesn't have to go there, that's what could make him really dangerous. Yeah, no question. No question. And he is, because of that, certainly in the second half of the season, he's really emerging as a as a pleasant surprise, and uh, and I'm sure the riders and rider fans are pretty happy about that that they do have that option. And that's not to. I always feel like I'm uh, disrespecting the fine career of Kevin. Glenn. I know I'm with you. You know, <laughs> and, and you know we, we've done that just about everywhere he's played, yeah. and I, I think he's felt that way too. And I wouldn't blame him for having a chip on his shoulder. Like here we go again. And Glenn in the first half with the Rough Riders, I think he, he was having a remarkable mm-hmm. season. But I mean, you gotta you do what you can to win, and I think even Kevin Glenn would. Uh, would agree with that, but I think I, I think it's uh, it's win win for the uh, Rough Riders the way things are right now because 
Uh, you never know with Kevin Glenn. You could put him in, and he could be on fire. And if he is, then away you go. I mean, if he's torching the Red Blacks, uh, you don't need to think about Brandon Bridge. But if he does struggle, then you know you have an option and a guy that's getting more experience by the week that can come in and win you a football game. Yeah, kind of like what we saw earlier in the year with Travis Lule off the bench for uh, for the BC Lions. So sure. it'll be uh, be something to track in conversation with Rod Smith from uh, CFL on TSN. Now, uh, mentioned off the top of the show, we're recording the program a little bit earlier today on Wednesday because we, we do go national, so the trade deadline will have come and gone. Uh, one thing that it has come out on CFL.ca and if they hold true, is that Ticats head coach June Jones says that they will not be dealing Zach Caleros before the deadline today. Offseason's another story, but like, Rod, it, to me, like, Caleros can still be a great quarterback. I just think it's a change of scenery, don't you? Yeah, it's looking like that you now, know? Andy. I mean, now he never had a chance under uh, June Jones because when Jones took over as head coach, he immediately went with Jeremiah yeah. Masoli. Uh, clearly, there was a, a problem. Uh, it, it sure looked like it. I think they've denied it, but it sure looked like there was a problem. And a lot of people are telling me this between Zach Caleros and Kent Austin mm. when Austin was a head coach. Now, they had success together, too, but that was when Tommy Condell was uh, was offensive coordinator right. a few years ago when Caleros, to me, you know, mid-2015 looked like the best player in the game. I still think, you know, it's a big contract he has. Uh, I, I still think that uh, he could be a force in the CFL, but you're right. I think it, it would probably have to be somewhere else, and who knows um, – you know, I guess the irresistible rumor in the offseason would be Toronto, just yeah. with Ricky Ray another year older, with Caleros uh, having some familiarity there. And and um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I still it's, – it was the right move going to Mazzoli, clearly, the way the Ticats have been turning it around, the kind of offense that June Jones wants to run. But that doesn't mean just because uh, Caleros is, uh, you know, a healthy scratch standing there on the sideline holding a clipboard – you know, he. I still think he could be a star in the CFL, and and uh, I, it's pretty clear now that they have to do. He has to move on. Yeah, and you said it with that contract. But when we look at with the emergence of Brandon Bridge in Saskatchewan, that would have been one landing spot. The only other obvious ones to me are, as you said, Toronto, but also Montreal. Like it looks yeah. like if they want to move him, it's going to have to be in the division. That's tough. Yeah, it, it, I absolutely. I, I think. I can't think of uh, anywhere in the West, obviously, not no. D.C., Calgary, or uh, not Winnipeg, the way Matt Nichols is going. So it would be in the East. Uh, and as far as Caleros is concerned, um, I would far prefer Toronto over Montreal just right now, given the state of things, because it looks like the Alouettes could be heading towards a little bit more pain before they can turn it around. Right. I'll be curious to see how soon they can, because it looks like household changes. they got a number of older players and um, or had certainly heading into the deadline. So I don't know. You're right. But I, I, there are teams with need. And as said, um, you know, see how Ricky Ray does the rest of the season. But as said, another year older, I think there's certainly some anticipation that the Argos would have that need if Ricky Ray is done. Last one for you here, Rod. So we got double headers on Friday and Saturday. You can catch all of it on TSN around the CFL for Week 17. You looking forward to one matchup in particular, one jumping off the page to you? I'm glad you asked because this isn't so much about outcome. It's more about score. Um, you recall, I think it was Week 6, so 11 weeks ago, poor Hamilton in, um, in the middle of everything went into Calgary, and that was the most lopsided oh, loss of the season at 60-1. Right. That Ticat team... Um, 11 weeks later seems so drastically different. It has changed so much. They've got some players back. Um, and it, it happens to be the first game up um, that Calgary plays at him. Hamilton doesn't need to beat the Stampeders, although if they don't win, they need Saskatchewan to beat Ottawa in order to stay alive. 
And then, it, as I said before, it, it could actually get interesting because Ottawa has only two games left. We only have one after tomorrow. If Ottawa doesn't win, yeah. it would get, get compelling. I'm just curious to see uh, how much better Hamilton looks against the Stampeders who are coming off a of bye. They're getting Kamar Jordan back. Their defense is one of the best defenses we've seen in a long time. It's just extraordinary. And if Hamilton even makes that um, – if they, if they, even if they keep it close in a game that still has meaning to them, um, that's quite a statement there for how much June Jones has uh, been able to turn this team around after that 0-8 start. I, I, I'm right out of the gate curious about that, but all the matchups, quite honestly, uh, BC at Winnipeg as well. Um, curious to see how the Bombers bounce back, but and, and obviously Red Blacks and, and Rough Riders too. So I'm looking forward to it. It's an interesting time of year. Yeah. It's laid up before, I mean, it's, it's all getting decided now, all those uh, playoff possibilities. It's going to be a fascinating weekend. Rod, thank you so much for taking the time. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Andy. That was Rod Smith from the CFL on TSN. We'll take the break and come back with TSN.ca's Scott Cullen for some team power rankings and fantasy football tips. A lot more coming up on CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. This is your inside look at the Canadian Football League. CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara on the TSN Radio Network, delivered by Domino's. Visit dominoes.ca today. Welcome back to the show. This is CFL Weekly, and you're listening across the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara, and yeah, we're ready for Week 17 in the Canadian Football League. So let's get to some team power rankings and some fantasy football tips. In studio with me now, TSN.ca, Scott Conn. Scotty, how's it going? Awesome, Andy. How are you? I'm doing well, man, and we have, you know what, we'll get to the power rankings in a sec. I want to get into the quarterback situation because Brandon Bridge has made things very interesting, hasn't he? Yes. Awesome to have a Canadian quarterback. It uh, is. You know, possibly earning playing time. I I know that they've they've said that Kevin Glenn is still the starter, but goodness, after, um, I mean, and not just last week, right? Like, this has been a couple weeks in a row that that Kevin Glenn has been kind of headed on this downward slope, and... And and it's one thing that if your starter struggles, it's another when your starter struggles and the backup comes in and plays well and leads you to wins. Like mm-hmm. then, it, then it becomes a whole lot easier for the coach to kind of go, all right, we're just going to go with the guy who got us a win. And that, well, that's you it. know, and Brandon Bridge just just did that for them. And you know, it, it I don't know that the Bridge has is going to be a starter long term. I hope that he is because frankly, it'd be great to have a, a sure, Canadian sure. quarterback who's a starter in the league. Uh, but. If you're, you know, right here, right now, he might give them a better chance to win than Kevin Glenn, and and that, you know, I don't think the the Rough Riders are in such position that, that they could afford to, um, you know, not put their best team on the field. No, you are in a dogfight for third with Edmonton. You're four points back of Winnipeg, and Scotty, like you look at Bridge. Here's here's the stat line: the last three appearances, week 13, 14, and 16, six touchdowns, zero interceptions, and he's thrown for 230 and 292 yards in those complete games. He was 6-7 of seven in relief in, in 14. Yeah. Uh, but we're talking about a guy who is throwing for chunk gains, who can use his legs. Yep. And, Scotty, what do you usually see out of, out of guys who, like, let's say, let's use Jeremiah Masoli for an example when he, he would come in. You'd see a big play, some razzle-dazzle, but he'd throw the pick. He'd make yep. the turnover, and then it would remind you he's a backup. I'm not saying Brandon Bridges is never going to throw an interception, Boy, he looks polished, man. I was going to say, when you're on a run of not throwing them, yeah, you know that that that's almost the the defining characteristic, I think, of starting quarterbacks. And mm-hmm. like when we saw um, Jonathan Jennings' game going kind of downhill for BC right. for a while this year, it was because he was turning the ball over uh, and not throwing any touchdowns, to be honest. Um, and so, 
you know, if Brandon Bridge is going to give you a six touchdowns to no interceptions ratio, that, that sort of, you know, bolsters his, his credentials there that you might say, okay, like he, he's knocking on the door for this job. But like, yeah, honestly, if, if, if Glenn goes out and, you know, I know they've said he, he's going to start, but if he goes out and struggles again this week, like how long, how much longer is this going to happen? Are you, do you, do you run three, four weeks in a row of, okay, we're going to start Kevin Glenn and then Brandon Bridge, you're coming in Off after, after, uh, after Glenn struggles. Like, like that's not a real game plan, no. right? That, okay, we're going to bring in the, the better quarterback after. And like, I, I suppose we shouldn't be completely writing off Kevin Glenn. He's had some monster games this year. Sure, yes. You know, sure. like when we've we've talked about him being some uh, pretty great value in fantasy. But you know, like I said, it's been three weeks now of of really poor performances mm-hmm. from Glenn, and um, you know, I think the the leash has got to be getting awfully short. And that if he doesn't play well this week against against Ottawa, then I mean, I. I I don't want to say they have to go with Bridge, but I'm kind of leaning in that well, direction. But, but, but Scotty, the thing with, with Saskatchewan is you're looking for the quarterback of the future. Kevin Glenn, no disrespect, he's a placeholder, right? Sure, that, absolutely. That, that's, what he, that's what he is. He is a placeholder quarterback who's had a great career doing that and moving from team to team and around and, and yep. coming in. He, he has done very well in that role, but you are looking for the future. If you've got a guy that's flashing, why aren't you playing him? Yeah. Like, do it now. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, right, like if, if they started Brandon Bridge this week, I know they're not, but if they were starting Brandon Bridge this week and he just had a disastrous game, you know, yeah. three picks and, and gave them no chance to win, well, then you can go back to Kevin Glenn. It's Absolutely. not it's not, it's not as though you're, you're burying him on the roster. But I just I do think that, you know, Bridge has got to – He's got to be getting an opportunity sooner than later, just be based on you know his performance lately has been so. better than Kevin Glenn. And he's and Glenn is built mentally to take that too. He's been in and out of the lineup. So. I, I would assume he's seen everything in I this think league he's at, okay. this, at this stage. I think he's okay. Okay, let's move off of the rough ride. So let's go fantasy here, Scotty. Quarterback, what are we looking at? Yeah, Trevor Harris return in a massive way, three hundred eighty yards, three touchdowns. Rust, no, 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 n- none at all. That, and and Trevor Harris has been, I think, in in general in fantasy this year, he's been one of the great value plays. Yeah. Um, not that he comes super cheap, but he's just he's been consistent and productive when he you know as long as he's healthy he he comes in there and like he he resurrected um, Greg Ellingson you know sure Ellingson in the past sure. few weeks has kind of uh, not done a whole lot with the backups in there but with, with uh, Harris back and and you know he he then has a big game and he's back to being the league's leading receiver and um, you know I, I think the the Ottawa attack is obviously much more dangerous with Trevor Harris. And, and, you know, the, the, the old saying, the rising tide lifts all ships. And, <laughs> and I think Harris sort of does that for the Ottawa offense. You know, you get William Powell puts up big numbers yeah. at running back. And, um, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Trevor Harris. I'm sure I, I've, I've selected him probably as much as any quarterback on, on fantasy this year. And you have right now in the TSN CFL fantasy game, Matt Nichols ranked second, a $12,000 price tag with the uh, special glove on his hand. It looks like he will play for twelve thousand bucks, Scotty. I'm not chancing that. Yeah, I don't like That's... that. I don't like that risk. And I mean, under understandable that he's pricey in the game because he's been very productive Absolutely. this year. And you know, we, we I'd say we've been surprised by how how yep. well Matt Nichols has played this year. But yes, do, do I want to commit my one quarterback spot to a guy who's uh, you know battling an injury of some sort and. You know, I, I don't know what percentage, um, you know, that could affect his game or increase the likelihood that he doesn't finish the game. You know, that it, if, if he gets hit again or, or what have you, does that does that make it easier that, okay, we're going to sit Nichols down to, um, you know, keep him 
you're protected. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, g- given the choice, I'm, I'm not I'm not heading to Matt Nichols this week. Now, if we look at running back and you see a situation like in Winnipeg where, all right, your starting quarterback is either could get hurt, mm-hmm. isn't at 100%, or the backup might be coming in. You look for those fail-safe guys who you might be able to lean on. Now, the BC defense has allowed the second-fewest rushing yards so far this year, but you have Andrew Harris, who's that dual threat. He's the most expensive running back, but he's their most dominant weapon. Yeah, I mean, Andrew Harris is... It, any week that you decide you want to invest in a running back, Andrew Harris is a guy you can yeah. pretty safely do it. I mean, not that you you get monster numbers every week, but every so often you get like 200 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Like mm-hmm. be, Because he does uh, the receiving and uh, in running that uh, he's a really versatile weapon for them. Um, but I, you know, I, I, I've tended in, in, you know, more weeks than not this year, I've, I've tried to look for value at running back where I, I'll spend my money on, on high end receivers as opposed to, as opposed to running backs. Right. Um, and you know, as, as great as I think Harris is, like I, I like finding a value, you know, like Terry Williams in, in Calgary when, when Messam was out, um, We've we've talked about using Keenan LaFrance even in in Saskatchewan because he's cheap and and Alex Green in in Hamilton right he had 97, yeah. 97 yards and a touchdown yep. and I mean I think he's going for about thirty five hundred on on CFL fantasy so you know if you can get a guy basically again the price hasn't caught up to his role you know C J Gable's gone to Edmonton so so Alex Green is now the he's the, starter. He's the guy in Hamilton and you know take that for what it's worth but you know 97 yards and a touchdown at, at a bargain price is you know that's real value that's nice yeah I'm with you on Alex Green now you mentioned CJ Gable and here's the thing now back to back huge games yep. huge games for CJ Gable and obviously in Edmonton he had a statement game they're at home against the Toronto Argonauts my my hesitation has always been with CJ Gable it seems just when he's on the cusp, you think this guy's going on a run, he gets hurt yeah. or something happens. Yeah. I don't have science to back it up, but it seems like that's the way it goes. So even though he's been lights out at 8100 bucks, I'm I'm just historically nervous from going with Gable. Well, and on, on well, that's a, a completely right. I, I have the exact same feelings on <laughs> CJ Gable is that he's also coming off a game against Montreal, who yeah. has been in a tailspin for, for months, it seems. Uh, and then going against the Toronto team that has been pretty good and plays some pretty sound defense. Yeah. You know, not this isn't to say CJ Cable can't go out and have a big game, but when we're looking at the odds, you know, I, I would say he's facing a tougher matchup this week. And um, you know, given given the history, I'm not sure I like him at the price. That, I mean, that's that's more the the case, right? Is is, yeah. that, is that I would rather spend that money on, on somebody else. Um, but I mean, look in, in the bigger picture of it, um, I think it's a great pickup for Edmonton. I, th- I think he, oh, sure. he he gives them a lot of stability at a position that obviously they've been churning through oh. uh, guys because keep they keep getting hurt. Um, and you get a guy you with know. starting experience who has big playability, and he, he's showing it already. And, and he can, you know, he's another guy who who can catch the ball out of the backfield, so he gives you, right. you know, some versatility uh, in that role. And so, yeah, I, I think. Yes, big picture. He's a really good addition for Edmonton. Uh, when it comes to fantasy, I, I'm not sure I want to pay the price for him this week. Yeah, what are we looking at for a receiver here, Scotty? Because you have okay, Brandon Zelstra was was phenomenal. It's my guy, it's my guy Brandon Zilstra. I've been on That's him this boy. year, and and I think the the prices have have finally cut on Oof. to Brandon Zilstra because he, he's four hundred. Yeah, he, he's he's expensive now. He, he was he was great early in the year when you can get him at forty five hundred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but well, you know, you keep putting out hundred yard games, and then last week was two hundred and a touchdown. That's uh, you know, you're not you're not sneaking up on anybody no, anymore. No, well, and you know what's what to me? What's interesting is that you know he he's emerged as this really uh, 
you know, premier receiving option, Adarius Bowman has just gone, you know, belly up. Yeah. You know, he had he had nothing in the Thanksgiving game. This is the guy who was the leading receiver in the league last year. Mm-hmm. And, and he just flat. he's just sort of, you know, become an afterthought almost in the Edmonton offense. And that's you know, I, I, I suppose there's that gives them some potential if they if they kind of get Bowman back on track. But to me that's a that's a, a really strange situation that you have a guy who was so productive a year ago and then this year has just kind of, you know, fallen off um to the point where he's, you know, Falling, I, w- I would say at least third on their uh, receiving depth chart be- behind Zilstra and uh, Daryl Walker. In conversation with Scott Cullen from TSN.ca on Twitter at TSN Scott Cullen. All right, Scott, let's get to the the power rankings here, and you can get those on TSN.ca and check out all of uh, Scott's fine work there. We have the Calgary Stampeders at twelve one and one, firmly locked. Yeah, atop. well, it's it's been you can't uh, you can't argue with that. Yeah, there, uh, that's been in, in place for a long time, and and they haven't done anything to. Uh, to lose it, and even win at Winnipeg, um, yeah, they lost last week. But they're, you know, they, they had they had built up, I, I would say, enough credibility that they still mm. kind of they're going to hang at number two. The, then we get it. Then yeah, then we get into a real mushy spot in the middle where you have Ooh. teams that are inconsistent, and, and that includes Saskatchewan, and that includes Toronto, and that includes Edmonton. Mm-hmm. All these teams that you know probably have some potential to do, you know to do some good things. I, I would even throw Ottawa now that Trevor Harris is back. I'd yeah. throw them in the mix. Yeah. Um, and they all have potential to do some good things, but it's always been kind of one step forward, one step back all year. That you know they they might do a you know get a few wins together, and then all oh, somebody gets hurt and and they fall off. And um, so th- there is sort of a a mushy spot there where I, I could see that that order changing dramatically depending on how this how the season finishes for those teams. Like if you know somebody goes out and wins the last four games, well you know they could really you know push their way to the top, mm-hmm. but you know, I, the odds are you'll look at those four teams, they'll all go two and two over the last four games. And, <laughs> exactly. And, and, you know, that's kind of where we are. Is the, And then you have, you know, the teams at the bottom who are sort of earning their, their place down there. Exactly. With Montreal free fall and the BC Lions guy, they haven't won since September 8th. Yeah. Like and, the, and, oh, you know, and, and we've, we've, we've certainly talked about the Lions quite a bit on the, on the show. And so much of it was, was that the quarterback play had, had gone down and Jonathan Jennings, but it, it does seem in the past few games that Jennings is getting better. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you know, they the, they aren't turning the ball over massive amounts the way the way they did when he was kind of in the worst of his uh, performances. Sure. But um, but you know, when you when you go on these stretches and look at ask Edmonton, when you go on these stretches of of not winning, sometimes it feels like you're never going to win yeah. again, right? And that's that's sort of what it feels like with BC. Is like, well, you know, until they until they put a win on the board. You know, you don't have a whole lot of reason to be optimistic about them, and and that's um, you know Ed, Edmonton was kind of in that situation. They lost six in a row yeah. after and, winning the first and, seven. Yeah, and <laughs> and needed right. They need to go to Montreal, this team that hasn't won in months. That's that's who they had to to go get a win against. But you know, so it's when you when you're really when you're down and 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 on that kind of bad losing stretch. You you almost need, you need a trip to Montreal. You need you, a trip to, to face a team that that is even in worse shape. And in case of BC, well, they're going to Winnipeg, and that that's not not the same kind of deal. Like Winnipeg coming off a loss, and you know at home, they're they're probably going to be re- ready for the Lions. And and so yeah, I I, I think the the Lions are in a bit of a tough spot. And unfortunately for struggling teams, there is no Montreal cure this week because they're on the bye. <laughs> yeah, they're on the bye. Tough matchups all around. Tough them. matchups all around. Okay, Scotty, thank you so much. Anytime. Thanks, Andy. All right. That was TSN.ca's Scott Cullen. Get him on Twitter at TSN Scott Cullen. We'll take the break. I'll be back to wrap up the show and give my week 
17 game picks. A lot more coming up here in CFO Weekly across the TSN radio network. Football season is here and Domino's has you covered. Hungry? Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carry out deals at dominoes.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. We have your complete meal including delicious side dishes and desserts. Check out our $7.99 mix and match offer that is something for everyone including two two-topping medium pizzas, mouth-watering pasta, amazing chicken wings, bread sides, and don't forget to try our irresistible marbled cookie brownie. See all this and more at dominoes.ca. You're listening to CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara, delivered by Domino's on the TSN Radio Network. Back to wrap up another edition of CFL Weekly across the TSN Radio Networks. I'm Andy McNamara. You can get me on Twitter at AndyMC81. We are delivered by Domino's, folks. Check out all the great carryout and delivery specials at Domino's.ca. Follow them on Twitter at Domino's Canada. Let's get a Twitter update here on our poll question from at Domino's Canada on Twitter and at AndyMC81. So what we're looking at here is a story of Brandon Bridge who will not start... And I say will not start doesn't mean he won't play, but will not start for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders this week after doing nothing. We talked about it with Scott Cullen in the last thing. Balled out. The guy's been incredible. For a Canadian quarterback, we have to try to take those glasses off and see, all right, even if, he, if we didn't know his nationality, is he that good? Should he be starting for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders is the question. Yes, ride the rod hand, hot hand, or no, stick with the vet. And at this point, an overwhelming 85% yes in ride the hot hand for Brandon Bridge. And I tend to agree, as we talked about with Scotty, like, he's your future. Find out if he's the guy. Kevin Glenn is not long-term. He's not the guy. He's not going to be the guy in five years. Brandon Bridge could be the guy for the next five, six, seven-plus years. That's what you got to find out. And if you don't find it out, you're going to have a question mark at the end of the season. If you do and he is not... Well, maybe you can make a play for someone like a Zach Caleros or somebody else. If he is, then you're set. But at least you know, right? You find out. So you can vote on the poll at AndyMC81. We'll have the whole show posted there as well if you missed any of it at AndyMC81 on Twitter or on the TSN1050.ca page or whatever market you're listening to. You just go to the uh, TSN radio show page there and it'll be under CFL Weekly if you missed any of the show. All right, so that was in the West. How about the East? We had an interesting week in the East Division, and we look at uh, Rod Smith leading the way on the CFL panel to talk about the most surprising win in the East last week. We got Milt Stiegel. We got Matt Dunnigan. And joining us this week as well, our insider, Dave Naylor. Item one, (laughs) two Eastern teams went on the road and one in the West. Haven't seen that in a long time. Which was more surprising, Milt? Ottawa's win in BC, or would it be Hamilton's win in Winnipeg? Hamilton, without a doubt. Winnipeg had been dominating at home. Their last five games, they were 5-0. and Their only home loss was to the Calgary Stampeders. The fact that Hamilton went in there and dominated them, Milk, definitely Hamilton. That game was over before it even started. I thought Paula Police talked his way out of doing what they do best, mm. and that's running the football and using, utilizing Andrew Harris. He only had nine touches in that football game. Hamilton went in there with a game plan, executed it, and dominated it in, in Investors Group Field. I was blown away by that. Yeah, surprising the way Hamilton won the margin, but overall the most surprising team to win, it's Ottawa 
playing at BC, even though that was a 4 o'clock local start, it's an awfully tough place for teams from the no East question. Division to go yeah, and no win. Question. And Trevor Harris, yeah. after being out several weeks, the game that he had, the comeback yeah, the that the BC Red had Black been playing had. like Winnipeg now. I got to exactly. go out. Yeah, BC exactly. had been playing like Winnipeg. Winnipeg had been dominant been at home. Dominant. Well, the Eastern team that didn't beat a Western team was Toronto over Saskatchewan, even though Kevin Glenn uh, struggled again. He will be the starter next week against Ottawa. Question is, how short of a leash should he have, Matty? Short of a leash. I don't think it should start this football game. I oh. think that right now the explosiveness and the ability to, oh. to move and extend plays by Brandon Bridge is what this offense needs to go along with that explosive receiving core. I, they can't protect the quarterback I'm, I'm, right I'm, now. I'm Kevin getting Glenn him a quarter, quarter and a half or t until halftime. You have to start him. I know Brandon Bridge came in and he brought his team back to a victory, yeah, but Kevin Glenn is still your starting I'm, quarterback. I'm going with Maddie on this one. That game was oh. all Toronto Argonauts. And when they made the quarterback switch and Brandon Bridge went in there he started making plays you could feel the momentum yes, in the stadium shift in the direction palpable. of Saskatchewan Rupert. with what he I'm, did managing that I'm, that I'm final Chris drive Jones I'm on this Brandon Bridge. Start Kevin and see how he plays start a quarterback controversy I don't think there is one Brandon Bridge should be playing absolutely well, Kevin Glenn got less than a quarter and a half in Toronto before Bridge came off and Saskatchewan did get that win well with Montreal losing to Edmonton the Alouettes are out so two teams now on the outside looking in that would be BC and Hamilton which has a greater chance of making the playoffs Dave I'm going with the Hamilton Tiger Cats because Montreal is out. They're going to start playing some guys in a development role for next year. They've got two games left against the Montreal Alouettes. Meanwhile, BC's got two, not just against Winnipeg, but at Winnipeg. Nails, I'm with you on that one, too. Because they control their own destiny because they do play Ottawa. They have Montreal. I agree with you there. They're going to be tinkering with their roster. I think they got an upper hand against those two games. The only tough one is Calgary, and I think that they can, you know, it's going to be tight there. I'm with you guys. Hamilton, the way they've been playing, I'm not going to even look at the schedule on who's playing who, but the fact that they've been playing, they're playing with confidence. Not so much for the BC Lions. Wow. Definitely, and, the I, and I don't think Hamilton can beat Calgary, but I think it'll be closer than the last time where they lost by yeah. 59. Well, I'll tell you what, if they do, we'll really have something to talk about next week <laughs> on Huddle Up. All right, that was the CFL on TSN panel. Let's get to my game picks now, folks. And we heard Rod Smith uh, earlier in the show talk to us about what he's most looking forward to is the, is the, the one that kicks off Friday night at 7 Eastern on TSN, and that's Hamilton hosting Calgary, seeing how far the Tiger Cats have come since that week six shellacking at the hands of the Stampeders of 62-1. They'll be pumped. Different quarterback, different situation, different coach, different scheme, different momentum for the Tiger Cats. And this is going to be an interesting litmus test because Hamilton, it's a long shot to make the playoffs. Stranger things have happened, right? They shouldn't really, if you go back the first seven weeks of the season, did you think they'd even be in a quasi Playoff conversation? Heck no. But they are. Do I think they're going to beat the Calgary Stampeders? I do not. And that's why I will go with the Stamps, but I think it will be close. Uh, Single-digit win for the Stampeders. So anywhere, I think, between maybe five to nine points. Ticats look good, but ultimately fall flat. Now, the Rough Riders in Saskatchewan, very interesting. Trevor Harris, hey, he's back. He had a terrific comeback game. Saskatchewan, going back with Kevin Glenn. If you bring in Brandon Bridge... How is that going to play out? I like the Red Blacks here. I do like the Red Blacks. I know it's a road game. I know Saskatchewan's tough, but you have Trevor Harris back, and that gives you a shot. So I'll go Ottawa, which will be Lucky Friday the 13th at uh, the 10 o'clock late game on TSN. And then Saturday, BC Lions and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Well, the, the Blue Bombers couldn't have fell flatter from a uh, going up against uh, Hamilton last week, losing 30-13. to 13. Matt Nichols should play. The hand not 100%. Uh, this will... 
allow the BC Lions to keep it close. Jonathan Jennings has been getting better. I don't think they're there yet, though, folks. It's a road game. Again, Winnipeg's played better overall at home. I'll go Blue Bombers, even with a banged-up Matt Nichols. And then the finale for Week 17, 7 o'clock on Saturday. Edmonton Eskimos host the Toronto Argonauts. Edmonton snapped their losing streak after uh, winning Montreal. They, they cure what ail you. The six-game losing streak. Montreal's off this week on the bye. Edmonton and Toronto, again, it's a tough road game, tough outing. But the Argos, they have a healthy Ricky Ray. And Edmonton winning over Montreal really hasn't done it for me. If they can beat a quality opponent like Toronto, I'll start considering that they might be back in the West Division as true contenders. So I'll say Argos in a road game, they'll again win in single digits. I think all these games will probably be pretty close this weekend. There you go. We'll go Argos over Edmonton. That'll do it for the Week 17 edition of CFL Weekly. Thank you to all our guests. You've been listening across the TSN radio network. Enjoy the games, folks.